Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How are you tonight? I'm well. And yourself? Good. Good. Our electricity was off about a... About 45 minutes ago, but it came on. Oh, good. Mm-hmm, because of the winds or whatever. Yeah, the winds probably got a branch or something to play havoc with your electric lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, in a few moments, we'll be ready for the Apostles Roundtable 2015. Yes. Do you have the uh do you have the board up on your computer or No, I don't. You want me to put it up? Well, I'm just asking so you can also see who's on, but you don't have to. I I see it. Okay. Thank God that Sister Shank is feeling uh, better. She's improving. Yes, she's doing better than she was. Well, Elder Shank, uh, thank God for you. Would, would you offer prayer, please? Yes. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you. We praise you. We bless your holy name. Lord, we thank you for another opportunity to get together and discuss what's on our hearts and minds about the kingdom of God. Lord, we just ask that this time would glorify and honor you and that you would be blessed by this time. Dear Lord, we ask you just be with us as we converse about the things of the kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, and thank God. So we thank the Lord uh, Jesus. We thank the Holy Spirit, amen, that uh, is present and um, going to uh, enter into a discussion about some, proto- you know, just some... Uh, Ministry protocols, but I'm waiting on to see if anybody else comes on, and uh, we'll engage in to some discussions. I'm just going to mention some points, and then we can have uh, I'll mention them, talk about them a little bit, and then we can uh, then everybody give everybody a comment, opportunity to comment about it. Yes. Uh, I suppose you saw the email concerning the uh, school. I you... saw an e- email about the school. I don't. I don't think I read it. I just noticed it there. Didn't read it yet. And basically, um, I'm, and I'm doing this until some people come on. And basically, that is uh, the fact that Maddie and I talked. Uh, 
today about next year and just, you know, nothing in particular. But we just want to bring everybody together so we can um, talk about uh, what is to be taught, who's to teach it, time frame, cost, and stuff like that. Yes. So, uh, and she had read, she had written up uh, uh, something on an attachment. I think it's uh, it's attached to the email, and uh, it's uh, it's not set in stone. I, I, the first time I saw it was today, and uh, uh-huh. want to uh, feedback on it, edit, delete, add. Uh, it's um, not short. So, um, you know, just want everybody to kind of look at it. And then we just want to deal with who, what, where. We know where, when, <laughs> and how are we going to do that? How are we going to release the uh, the school? So, um, and also the gentleman, uh, the president of the university, thought he, it was his suggestion, he thought maybe, we could bring him up here, and he could talk about the school, answer all questions, as an mm-hmm. opportunity to launch the school. And you know, every question could be addressed, and then maybe the following month uh, we could start, uh, you know, classes or something like that. Okay. So uh, we'll uh, we'll see. Okay. So, uh, in lieu of um, <clears throat> in lieu of um, people coming on, I'm just going to uh, mention one of the first things um, on the uh, of what I was going to uh, discuss, and I'm not sure if I'll get through all of them. So it's you and I right now. We can. Uh, uh, talk about them, and then others will come on, and then I'll bring it back. So I wanted to talk about um, just some, um, you know, protocols in ministry, you know, things that people uh, confront in ministry. And one of them is, of course, when people work with leaders, as you know, um, if you work close with a leader, you see things, hear things that uh, the rest of the congregation may not have the opportunity uh, to see or hear. Right. So one of the things that I had written, and I had written this a long time ago, and I just pulled it out, was that when you work with leaders, you will see their weaknesses. You know, yes. because you work work around people, who, you know, you you you're you're around the person that's not behind the pulpit, <laughs> and yes. uh, so you know you see how they are away from the pulpit, mm-hmm. and you see how they are um, when the uh, we'll just say this when the anointing is not upon them. So um, right now it's just you and I, and I'll bring this up. If some others come on, so how how do we? Um, so, do you want to articulate on that or comment on that? Well, <clears throat> we're all humans, so we do have human foibles, and uh, we have opportunity to 
uh, act out of the flesh at times. We're not always uh, super spiritual. We do have our down times. Yeah. So you know. So what? What do you think? Um, if you were, if you were teaching or sharing th- this same idea with somebody, what would you? Let's say they're young. What would you uh, say to them? What, how would you? Uh, what would you say that they have to do or not do? Well, if, uh, if we're talking about young people in the late teens, early 20s. Uh, well, they could be 30. Probably, they, they could be 30s, yeah, they, but they, they may not be mature. Be any, right? uh, I guess first thing would be to uh, to remind them that we're all humans yet. None of us is perfect. And we need to be mature in the way we uh, deal with uh, leadership. And that is that we respect them in their position and uh, not uh, bring about any... uh, uh, reproach upon anybody in leadership without due cause. Amen. Yeah, I know you. You have, uh, for example, um, you worked with um, a bishop for uh, many years. Yes. Yeah. So you see, <laughs> you see uh, both sides. So some people are coming on now. You see yes. Both sides. So I'm going to come back to the beginning here and uh, okay. re-discuss this. Amen. Welcome uh, uh, to those of you that are just coming on um, the roundtable. God bless you. God bless you. Is this Pastor Earl? Yes. Is there anyone else with you? or? Uh, no, I'm not over at the Hickson's right now. Okay. So um, tonight we're... Um, Talking about some ministry uh, protocols, just some things that uh, I had pulled out, uh, written a long time ago. And uh, the first thing that we were talking about was, you know, how how you deal with leadership when you're working with um, leadership. And uh, one of the things I said was that whoever whoever you are and what stage whatever stage you are whether you're mature or, or uh, just starting out in somebody a leader pulls you in to uh help them assist them that you're going to see uh that leader's weaknesses you're going to see the real person the one that's not behind the pulpit the one that's not uh preaching or teaching under the anointing you're going to see their weaknesses and we were discussing uh you know how do you, what do you say uh, to um, uh, you, you see, you see the person that the congregation does not see when you work when you work with them, and um, so we're just engaging in the conversation. Yeah, <laughs> we're just engaging in a conversation. So we're engaging in conversation. 
what do you do? Because, you know, there have been times where people have exposed, uh, talked about leadership, you know, because they see the real person. So, uh, you know, how do you, uh, how do we approach that when we work with leaders and we, and their weaknesses, you know, their, their, their humanity is exposed, if you will. How do you deal with that? And this is just an open discussion. And I have a few other things that I just want to kind of bring up for the discussion. We'll see how many we get through. So Elder David Shank was, has started, so anybody can – I mean, I don't know if I cut you off, uh, Elder Shank, but uh, let's let's start over again. Okay. So somebody want to comment? What did he say? Like Brian, what did uh, Elder Shank say? Elder Shank, go ahead, please. Yes, I. Uh, I said that no matter what age a person is in relationship to the leader, they need to be mature at all times because what they're some of the things that you're going to see is not things that are. Uh, privy to the congregation and that you as a, a, a assistant or whatever to, to the leader uh, needs to be able to uh, keep uh, your, your focus uh, on, on what he's doing and not not concern yourself with uh, the things that are of the flesh. You need to uh, pray for the leader so that the leader is always aware and is is sharp so that they may uh, minister properly to the congregation, but that you do not bring up any accusation or try and cause dissension among the ranks, but to be mature and handle everything with proper uh, decorum. Mm, amen. Thank you, Arjank. This is interesting. Uh, uh, Dr. Shaw is saying when she's trying to call in that the uh, call is not scheduled at this time. I don't know what that... Uh, that means that she used wrong, wrong, wrong uh, ID, right? Yeah, wrong caller ID. Um, uh, anyone else, uh, um, uh, Pastor O, you want to yeah. comment on that? Because I think everybody on here has worked with leadership at one time um, in their life. Uh, one of the things that you have to understand is anything you see that's not uh, of the spirit is common to man, and you have to know whether it's going to hinder the salvation of a person or whether it's not. And anything discussed is always discussed privately and never publicly, and and never in an accusational state. Um, you know, you you might put a scenario out there or you might uh, say, 
could you explain to me how I might react to or uh you know those kinds of things but but never never are you trying to draw attention to hinder uh never are you trying to divide your, your spirit has to be right and you got to know your your timing and your place and sometimes you just pray and don't even bring it up depending on what it is um but you know leader is the leader and if you're going to continue to follow then you have to submit to leadership as they follow Christ and so it's it's always prayer uh always private and uh you you approach it that way in 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 my life anyway <laughs> yes and uh that was one of the comments I was going to make also that uh uh, one of the other things that I was going to uh, move to was that you can't uh, you can't betray trust. Nope. Because there may be when people are pulled in uh, to that close circle, there will be things shared, and it's always in confidence. And uh, releasing something like that could be devastating to the uh, to the body to the congregation. And I wish and even after even after you leave a leader that uh you've been with, you don't discuss things. Everything stays confidential to your death. So true and um that happens a lot that you know, when people leave a you know, ministry some things may uh be released or may occur. Now, why can't, I don't understand why Maddie can't get in. Can't join the call. Still not able? No, why can't she call online either? Hmm. Let me, uh, one one second. Okay, um, nevertheless. I can't do two things at one time. And I may go over this depending on who I see um, coming uh, coming on. One one thing I've noticed in... Um, why are they calling me? <laughs> uh, okay, she's on now. I don't know. Dr. Shaw? Yes, crazy. Bless you. Praise Lord. What number were you calling in on? I I I did have the wrong code. I was plugging in. It was eight eight instead. I was doing eight nine. Okay. Okay. Thank, thank well, you for checking on me. Well, we welcome we welcome you tonight. We're talking about some ministry protocols. So let me just uh, say where we are with what I've discussed. My bullets from an old. Uh, from some year old, not year old, but a few years ago training. One of the things that I we've discussed is um, when you work function, uh, work with leadership, that you'll see their weaknesses, and um, also you, you know you'll hear things said in private and whatever. And we were talking about, uh, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be specific, and you know that. You can't betray trust 
It could be devastating for leadership uh, for the congregation. Someone said that when you leave a ministry, um, you um, because you know information from previous experiences, working with previous leaders, that it's still confidential. And um, we were talking about the fact that uh, we're not to expose, you know, weaknesses. Elders, the Shank, excuse the expression, the Shank brothers uh, said it uh, more, they articulated it better than I am right now because I'm being very brief. So we talked about, you know, you'll see weaknesses are exposed, the humanity is exposed, they're not only anointing, they're not in the uh, uh, pulpit. Um, We dealt with... um, Trust, and I must. Somebody else is calling me in. Can, uh, let me let me try to fix this because I must have typed on talks you the wrong number. Can somebody just continue just to talk so I can fix this on uh, a prophet from Detroit trying to call in? So can somebody uh, call in? Sure. I mean, speak, uh, begin to speak. I, I can talk about uh, being a, an assistant pastor for twenty four years. Uh, you become a sounding block, um, not necessarily making pos- policy, but always in a suggestive mode. Uh, can can you uh, influence the discussion? And not that you're trying to influence, but uh, information is is what pastor needs. And in a multitude of counsel, there's safety. So what you're trying to do is is gather as much information on any part of the ministry as you possibly can so that they can make intelligent decisions. Um, that's from a pastorate mode. Uh, now, as as the fivefold ministry is being developed, it becomes uh, consensus and teamwork. And so uh, one will speak and, and the rest will listen, and then you open the door uh, so that others can speak and, and influence uh, their their circle of uh, information so that the group can make a good decision. Uh, it's, it's imperative that you don't take personally any rejection of anything that is said because the perspective of the leader is always going to be different than the perspective of a, uh, an assistant or a congregational member or anybody else. So as as you're you're uh, attempting to illustrate, you have to be able to do it in a professional manner. You have to do it in a uh, godly way through prayer, and and then after you disseminate the information, it's no longer yours. So you don't have to take offense or or get upset if uh, anything is is uh, not done with the information you provide or if they choose to go different ways. None of that is the concern of the assistant because they're doing their job by disseminating the information. So, Keep going. I'm trying to help somebody get on, please. I'm sorry. so sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anybody have any questions on that information that I just gave? 
I guess not. Now, now I've lost my board. Um, so let me um, let me go to the. Uh, Next uh, one that I have on the sheet. Um, also, you know, I, I've learned I've learned over the years. Um, I, I can't do two things at one time here, though. I've learned over the years. I'm still trying to help someone. That um, a lot of times I'll be in a room or be in a private, uh, be in a, a session private session and somebody's there and people will walk in with um, a issue and sometimes people will stand there waiting because you know they've been they've been with me and so these are just notes and this is nothing what I'm saying tonight is not directed to anybody so I just want to make sure that nobody thinks that I'm uh, you know talking about them People have to know. People have to know when they should be dismissed. When they should. When they should walk out. Has that ever happened to you, uh, Pastor Roller? Well, I was always brought in to stand, and I would always stay quiet and invisible. Uh, I was like the wallflower. Yes. Because sometimes they needed witness, or sometimes they needed. Um, clarification later as to what was said or just another pair of ears but you know they they can give a good assistant a glance and yes. and pass a whole lot of information on with that if there is cohesiveness with the leadership and so you just step outside the door and continue to pray i mean Sometimes that's your position, and sometimes it's inside. But whether it's inside or outside, it's always the the prayer that must go forth continually. And that's not an out loud prayer because that would be disruptive to the conversations going on. Amen. You're privileged to a whole lot of information that just cannot be disseminated uh, because of the way church businesses run sometimes, church personalities are are in place, church information, church hurts, uh, and even, even the good stuff, you can't tell. Uh, it's not your place. It's, it's never your place to take outside of the meeting what was there. And when people approach you and try and gather it, uh, that may cause them to uh, start looking at you funny, but you're just going to have to be uh, the spiritual clown, so to speak, because you don't know anything, but you know everything in, in those kinds of situations, and you just stay quiet. Amen. And we welcome you, Prophet Waller. God bless you. Prophet Joseph Waller? Bless you. Bless you so much, man of God. How are you? Doing great. Well, thank you for coming on the uh, roundtable. And uh, just to bring you uh, up to speed what we're discussing, I'm just going over some old notes about um, ministry protocols mm-hmm. and uh, how uh, protocols as in working, functioning with leadership, with mm-hmm. set, with set ministry. Mm-hmm. And what we've discussed so far, and we're going to come back to what 
Pastor Earl just mentioned. What we discussed so far was the fact that many times when people are working with um, said ministry, you know, you're going to, in private, uh, mm-hmm. you know, behind the uh, behind the door, you're going to mm-hmm. you're going to see their weaknesses. You're going to see their humanity, the real person, you know, not necessarily, right. not necessarily the one in the pulpit that's under the anointing, you know, the, the spirit right. that we're speaking through. And so right. that um, um, you, uh, we have to be people pulled into that circle have to be uh, very careful because they're not allowed to betray trust, mm-hmm. betray, betray things that are in uh, in confidence, things that uh, the leader may say, um, you know, in the uh, confines of confidenti- confidentiality. And um, the last thing we were just uh, talking about was the fact uh, Pastor Earl Shank uh, is on the call. And, uh, sir, could you just kind of go over the last thing we were discussing, please? Because you commented, and then anybody else can comment after that, please. Um, it was asked, when do you leave the area? And it's it's basically, it depends on, on your position with the leader. I was in a position where I was in on most of the conversations, whether it was with another uh, pastor or or sometimes congregant, but you're privileged to be able to stand there because they trust you, but you don't participate in the conversation unless they pull you into that conversation. You're, you're there as a, a witness, as a sounding board later, as a uh, a gatherer of the information and with another set of ears, uh, and so sometimes if if uh, you know the pastor would give me a look to or go get something, then you would leave. But basically, if you were dismissed from the area, they could do it with a look if you have that kind of relationship, where everything doesn't have to be spelled out verbally, and then you stand on the opposite side of the door. But while you're inside or outside, it's always prayer, and it doesn't have to be out loud because if it is out loud, then uh, you're disruption, and so you never want to become uh, a focal point in any of those kinds of areas because that's not the value of the person, and that's a hindrance. Amen. So based on what we've all said, anybody else want to comment? Okay, um, I um, have had these notes are probably uh, ten years old now um, because I still have the word bishop on them. <laughs> but anyway, um, one of the things I find out in church that people in congregations, when they hear this, they become defensive or negative. Um, a lot of times, you know, you. A set ministry will give instructions. Uh, will ask somebody to do something in the ministry, and the person will go out and say something like this: uh, "Bishop said, blank, blank, blank." And my comment here, I've written down, is don't say what Bishop said. Don't don't say Bishop said it. it, it um, so information being released, uh, instructions being released, have to be put on your own words, and people have to, of course, know that you represent 
uh, the leader, you know, that your the authority is being delegated. But you never say, pastor said, bishop said. Uh, do you understand what I'm trying to say, saints? Mm-hmm. You have the passed down authority, and so you act upon the authority not by quoting, but by disseminating the information. It's rank order. Exactly, exactly. You just don't requote what he said because he can do that himself or she can do that themselves. But anyone else? But if you go, what, and he's a tuna. All right, nobody nobody commenting on that? (laughs) (laughs) Pastor Waller? I mean, Prophet Waller? Yes, I'm out here, yes. Okay, you're still there. Okay, um, now, uh, saints, um, so let me just read down the list here. Um, You have to you have to sanctify the leader in the eyes of people. If I if I just if I just say that without explaining what I mean, how would you receive this statement? You have to sanctify the leader in the eyes of people. How would I? Anyone, yeah, you, sir, or any anyone on the call. Uh, don't disrobe. Uh, I would take that to mean that not to disrobe his humanity. Uh, when you see his humanity, still learn how to honor him, even if you do see faults and things of that sort in him. Her. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. In, in the eyes of uh, people, which is right. the issue, which is the issue that Moses had, <laughs> right, with the Lord in front of his people, <laughs> right. Amen. Saints, do, you, do we understand? I'm just trying to get feedback from anyone. Well. One one of the things you just said was you sanctify the leader, correct? Yes. Okay. So if you look at that as a husband and wife relationship, the husband can sanctify the wife and the wife can sanctify the husband. So there is a a form of respect there that you just don't uh, throw somebody under the bus. Publicly. Uh, Publicly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and all those kinds of conversations are then private, and that way you show a united front. So you have to show a united front with with the uh, pastor, and then if there's a discussion to be had about something, it's done privately, not even in the, necessarily a leadership meeting. Amen. Dr. Shaw, Elder Shank, uh, anybody want to comment? anything we're just listening I can agree with what I heard um it does make sense as far as uh, keeping within the boundaries and uh being able to uh, have people understand the hierarchy in that type of situation um, it's, it's just like um Pastor Earl was talking about in a family situation, you know, in public, you really don't undress 
a person or address a situation that doesn't include other people. You don't do that in front of other people. And the same thing with uh, confidential matters, you know, uh, what you might find something privately said um, should not be repeated if it's to be private. And that can be something that can be noted uh, up front or that could be something that can be uh, understood uh, automatically. Yes. Yes. Let me just read down through this and... You may not, uh, people may not agree with, uh, uh, so I'm going to read down through this and anybody can comment on anything that I'm getting ready to read right now. Uh, And you may, as I said, you may not agree. Um, You never, uh, now we're talking about people working with said ministry, okay? You pulled into the circle. This really goes for anybody, but um, specifically talking about people pulled in the circle, functioning, working with said ministry. You never get caught in gossip. Uh, you never speak against leadership. You have to dispel rumors and gossip. And one of the, you know, and the reason why is because you're actually covering. You're not. The idea here is not to cover sin, but you're covering what leadership. Right. Um, you're not. We're not talking about covering sin. Okay, that's a totally different discussion. Um. You um. And some people have uh, disagree on this. Uh, number one rule: nothing. You, there's nothing you keep from the pastor, mm-hmm. uh, unless the. Uh, well, people will say unless. So nothing you keep from the pastor that you hear. Well, that that can be discussed. Don't uh, give your. Uh, don't give your opinion. All. Uh, uh, on information, unless unless uh, you're unless you're asked for it, um, right? Unless you're you know unless unless you're invited into the conversation and uh, your opinion is uh, requested, your thoughts. Um, here's a comment: We tell it all. <clears throat> Interesting. Uh, never embarrass your pastor, which is what we've discussed. Don't allow in your presence people to talk about them in your in your in your circle. You know, in, in, around you, you you know, you don't allow that. Um, 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 of course, um, uh, this one here is uh, when people come to a ministry. One of the ways they judge uh, a church. Is by observing the people and how they um, how they carry themselves. Uh, it reflects it reflects on leadership, specifically the ones that work closely with uh, the leader. So there's a level of uh, professionalism that is uh, uh, that's uh, required. You know, a certain level of pro- uh, professionalism. So let me just go back now. So, what's this? I what's this thing about? Um, you don't keep anything from a uh, leader, from a pastor. Is, is that right? Wrong? Or, or are we indifferent about it? Uh, I think that 
I think that the uh, leader needs to have all the information available to him. And if you are the one uh, that has some of that information, you need to share that with the leader because he he may need that information to make a decision on on ministry or or uh, in regard to uh, uh, relationship status with someone. He needs to be able to uh, uh, trust trust you so that he knows that you know that anything that you have is freely given to him. Okay. Others? I have. Yeah, I had a slightly different position and responsibility that um, when I was given information, it, like let's say at the prayer line, I kept it that he would then be told that by the person. It wasn't me telling him, and then he and I even would allude to certain things, but we really didn't discuss the matter and he knew that I was confidential, and they knew I was confidential. And uh, I even told in conversation, I said, you realize I don't tell you everything. And he said, you tell me what I need to know. So we need to know what they need to know, and that's the information we do not withhold to sway any decision. So if it's... uh, if it's confidentiality, then you hold on to it. Uh, and if it's going to hurt him for knowing it, we may hold on to it. Um, you know, so-and-so said this about you. Well, why tell him that? Right. Or why tell her that? But, you know, if if you have the information and have to provide it, then you tell it all. Let's discuss this, Saints. <laughs> Anyone else want to articulate on this? Comment on it. What's the uh, what's the what's the drawing line? As Pastor Earl said, is this going to hurt you? Whatever. Any any other comments? Prophet Wall, are you still there? Yes, I'm still here. You're in you're in Michigan now. Where all those churches are and whatever. And I'm just joking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what what what's your comment? What's your take on that information? Oh, well, what's the question? Well, I I I I've enjoyed what I heard. I think it's uh, much needed um, for such a time as this. Um, we need these things because leadership. You know, many a times people and I saw this even with people like Jimmy Swagger and Jimmy Baker years ago. It's almost like the people lost faith in God and almost in, the, in definitely in the leader, you know. Uh, but I think we need to uh, uh, really get the proper understanding uh, on what was taught on tonight, and it was a blessing. It's definitely been a blessing. What what do you think, um, uh, Prophet? What what do you think should be allowed? What do you think when people find out 
information in the church, the things people are doing or people are saying. Uh huh. Uh, maybe some of it's at home. Some 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 crazy things going on. What's the protocol for um, letting the pastor know? Do we assume that they're going? They know everything. Do we? Do we assume? I mean, or no, do we do we no. do we have a responsibility to say anything, or no, or we pray about it, or what? Yeah, we get guidance. Uh, if it's something very very serious, yeah, we need to yeah, know the facts, uh, just not off assumption of because we heard somebody say uh, we should let you know the leadership know. Like for instance, yeah, if there's an elder in the church and he. Uh, beat his wife in the back of the head, uh, you know, and 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 maybe I was there when they got when the wife got beat in the back of the head, uh the el the, the leadership need to know that, you know. Um, that should, that that should not be um secretive. Um you know, serious, serious matters. And I know a case some years ago that what happened, there was a particular ministry and and, and it, it was known to the leadership, disposed to leadership that there was some inappropriate things happening at this woman's house with two of her children. And uh, by law here, I know, uh, you have to, if someone comes and they say that, you know, they're being violated at home, you have to immediately turn, you have to immediately call the police and let them know, uh, else you'll be held accountable. Right. And so, yeah, I believe in certain things that, yeah, but but it can't be off a hearsay or assumption. It needs to be something that is proof, Mm -hmm. actual, you know. Uh, you know, nothing that you assume, uh, nothing that, you know, but it's got to be facts that you know to bring to the leader, you know. Right. I remember um, uh, District Elder uh, Pratt. I think he's a district elder. He might be Suffolk and Bishop uh, yeah. Pratt here in Cleveland. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. He uh, worked in that area, and I think mm-hmm. they had something called tort laws, saints. And because leaders can be sued (laughs) based on some criteria, and when there's uh, any kind of sexual uh, abuse or whatever, something like that going on, and uh, they become aware of it, there's a responsibility to um, contact the the legal... uh, uh, authorities and whatever. And uh, when I was pastoring the other church, thing, for example, I had uh, not only do we have church insurance, we had insurance on the pastor. We had insurance on the pastor uh, to protect to protect the um, congregation, to protect uh-huh. the man and the uh, leader. So uh-huh. some of this is some of this is protective and preventative. And mm-hmm. uh, just wise, some of the things mm-hmm. that we've said uh, tonight. And I just wanted to engage in some kind of one-on-one ministry uh, uh, protocol. Uh, 
mm-hmm. if I can go, if I can just go here for, for a moment. Um, one time I came to a um, came to a church. When when I come to a church, I just use it like this. When I come to a ministry, I don't go to the pulpit. Right. Even 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 if I even if the pastor is my best friend. Right. I do not I do not assume that I you know I can just walk up to the pulpit. I I, I come with the mindset to be asked up. Right. Because if I because right. if I can always be asked down. <laughs> and, and and I remember going to PCC here in Cleveland one time. Right. right. Years years ago and this is no reflection nothing negative about Bishop Ellis at right. all, but uh I walked in and there was space in the pulpit. It was a it was at a homegoing service. I was allowed up there, but I wasn't asked to come, but I was allowed. I knew I was mm-hmm. allowed and I came up and sat in the pulpit. And then some bishops came in, some older uh, men of God, see, more seasoned men of God, uh, more experienced. And I had to get up and go out mm-hmm. in the congregation. Mm-hmm. After that time, I learned I'll never mm-hmm. go up in a pulpit again without being asked up. <laughs> right. right. Because it looks bad to have to get up and go. <laughs> right. <laughs> and go and sit down. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, anyone else right. uh, want to comment on anything uh, that we've shared tonight? So I have uh, just brought some uh, thoughts, some ideas, some notes uh, about uh, ministry protocol and whatever. And, um, um, you know, God wants everything done in decency and order, in a spirit of excellence, professionalism, uh, his professionalism, not the world's. Uh, yeah, kind, and yeah. Um, I'm just here talking about how to function, work with um, our leadership. Can I just bring one more last thought? Since I have a prophet on the phone, sir, when you go out and minister, when you're when you're minister, uh-huh. yes, what's the pro- what's the protocols that you like or like established around you when you go to a ministry? As far as um, you know, so you're, you're bringing in, you're you're speaking the word of the Lord. There's right. an altar call, right. and there's resident altar workers in the right. church that you're attending. What's right. your expectation? What's your expectation or uh, things that should be settled prior to you ministering? What's your expectation of those people? In other words, are well, they allowed to come up well, and engage or whatever? Yeah, well, you know, usually if I'm doing something on the altar, I, I I like to, if I'm not familiar with that ministry, really like to see that the kind of system that they have because um, each church is different right. uh, when you're dealing with the altar. Um, some, pe- some churches have... Uh, a lot of people on the altar when the man or woman God is on the on the floor. Some just have a few, but kind of really just kind of study that church's flow and see how. But I do ask that you keep someone that, that they do keep someone around me, uh, because there's times when the Lord will have me to lay hands on someone 
and they may be slain in the spirit. Uh, and that's nothing we have to be careful of, um, the, the people that are, are being slain in the spirit. You have people now that are being slain in the spirit and they want to come into the church. Yes. You know, uh, we, we've had some incidents in the state of Michigan where people have went to churches and, you know, they, 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 uh, they laid hands on someone and then they, you know, the person claimed my neck, you know, I hurt my neck when they laid hands on me and then they sued the church. And so, you know, you have to be careful. Uh, I remember coming into traditional when I got, well, I, I got saved in a Baptist church, but once I came into the knowledge of the Holy Spirit and God called me into the prophetic, he sent me to the apostolic faith church. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there, you know, they 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 kind of taught you some things about the altar. Uh, you know, men, you don't touch the women inappropriately. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, men, you lay men, you lay hands on men. Women, you lay hands on women. You know, or if, if you're a man at the altar, you know, you call a woman over there too. You know, you call one of the missionaries, or evangelists over, and um, and 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 help you. Uh, I think this is a season where we just have to use wisdom uh, mm-hmm. when we at the altar because everyone that's coming to the altar is not coming for the right reason. Uh, I remember uh, I, I just recently heard a story a few years ago about the late Apostle William Bonner. He was in Canada. He laid hands on, he laid hands on some of the people and he anointed them with oil. Well, someone in that service tried to sue him because they had, he was anointing with oil. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the time, we just have to use wisdom, be careful, uh, and be discerning um, when we're at the altar. Uh, and even the things that we we began to speak over people, because I believe I was talking to someone, said the Lord began to show me at the time that people would begin to sue the church over prophecies that were given, you know. Uh, Over prophecies so, that were given, yes, such as okay. you know okay. you you you're you gonna get a house in in three days, and you know if you sow so and so and so, I believe though the Lord showed me those kind of things that that people would have to be, the prophets would have to be so careful, right, with how they minister because the laws are changing right in our face. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Even as we're talking, there's laws that are changing. That is more that that's going not so much not for the church, but against the church. So we have to be so careful. I think we just have to work in walk in discernment and, and be ever so watchful yes. for for such a time as this. Yes. Uh, and even when you begin to talk about, you know, I know I know some people that go to churches because they're a minister, uh, elder, prophet, apostle. They run right to the pulpit, you know. Well, if you if you're going to a guest church, um, well, I don't. I, I, I'm when I don't like to really sit in the pulpit, uh, even if I'm going somewhere and visiting. Uh, I've never been one that loves to sit up in the pulpit. Right. I usually love, I sit. I love to sit in the audience, but there are some places that I go and they, you know, they'll call and we want to come. Uh, but again, that that's wisdom that you said about, you know being asked, but I know some people, you know, that they, they, they want to make sure they're, uh, 
they're going to get in the pulpit. You know, they let people know I'm apostle so-and-so, yes. you know. And, uh, you know, some of them get offended and leave ser- churches, um, leave services because they, they didn't get to come to the pulpit, you know. Amen. Uh, yeah, do, do you know who I am? I'm apostle so-and-so. You know, you should have had a seat for me when I came and all that. <laughs> yeah, you should have had a seat for me when I got here because I'm apostle and I'm the, I'm the chief prophet over so-and-so. Now, you know, that, um, but, you know, that that's just how, how I believe. Um, even, I'll say this, even when it comes to uh, prophecy, uh, when when you're a prophet and you're at a guest church and you're not ministering, um, you have to be subject to that local pastor where you're at. Right, you know? right. Yes, they don't give you the okay, well, you can't speak the word. And, you know, and then, then I really, because and, and, and a, lot of, a lot of people need to, a lot of prophets, and prophetic people need to understand this. The reason why a lot of churches have, uh, I guess you could say, protection rights, if you would, on that, you know, against bathroom prophecy, parking lot prophecy, it, it is to protect the gift and the authenticity because people will come and say things that you know they'll mess, they'll misconstrue what you say, and, and because it was said in the bathroom, you know. I remember a woman said one time. She said the Lord told her someone's someone's going to the bathroom. I guess one of the I don't know if this one was a minister or what she was, but she said the Lord told her she had to go go to the bathroom and give her a word. I'm like, <laughs> the Lord knew the woman had to go to the bathroom, and I believe you could have helped that word. Uh, if it were a legitimate word, you should have been able to hold the word because the Bible says this, that the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. Right. So, you know, you you get these, and it's mostly immature people that believe, I just got to say what God tell me to say. I just got to say. God gives you wisdom, and he never breaks order because the Bible says something that, that's powerful, that, that he, he, him being he's the God of peace and not confusion. Well, that word peace uh, d- deals with 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 um, you know that he he's a god that when he speaks it's, it's going to be peace, it's not going to be confusion. You know, I got a call today, as a matter of fact, from someone, and they called me and they said, "Well, you know, I wanted to know. I was supposed to go to a job interview. I called him and said, God told me don't go to the job interview." I said, "Why?" Because um, my um, printer, my printer broke down, crashed, and then she, then they said they had they have six cameras on the house, and the main camera crashed. Confusion, confusion, right, right, and 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 this person was confused, you know, and I and, and they said, well, what what is God saying? Does He want me to go to the interview? I said, yeah. She said, oh. Well, you know, I called called the I called the interview place and told them God God didn't want me to come. And so, you know, and I think that's why places like this, forums like this, and teaching and training is much needed in the body of Christ, like never before. Uh, that we we raise up accurate and 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 and, and accurate believers um, that know, you know, about the things of ministry. 
Because I've seen so many things get destroyed because of immaturity, you know, because people have not been taught, you know. Yes, yes. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, so, yes. Amen. Well, th- well, thank you for your, uh, Amen. Uncle Wallace, thank you for your input. Thank yes. you for uh, coming Amen. on. Amen. And that's uh, very, va- very valuable information. Amen. Um, uh, so, saying to God, uh, anybody want to comment on anything that we've discussed in this past hour? Because if not, I'm going to release you from the uh, call. Um, Elder David Shank, Dr. Shaw, Pastor Earl, any questions? God bless you. Thank you, uh, Prophet, for Amen. Uh, that word. So, Prophet Amen. Waller, um, we thank yes. the Lord from, for you. I haven't seen you since um, 2011, I think, or 2012. Yes. Right, right. You were on St. Clair Avenue. We've moved. Right. Uh, okay. Will you, be in, will you be in Cleveland anytime soon? Listen, um, I will be, well, well, this Sunday I'll be in Cleveland. I'm going to be ministering, but I'm pretty much open. Uh, you said you'll be in Cl- Cleveland this Sunday? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this Sunday morning for Pastor Doug Frano. Um, I'll, I'm coming back the third Sunday. Uh, I'll be back in the city. Um, the, or the third, yeah, the third uh, please, Sunday. Please, please inbox me your uh, inbox me your number. Okay, I will. I'll, I'll, I will definitely inbox you my number. Amen. All right. Thank you all for uh, okay. coming on the call, and uh, um, just have uh, um, well, Prophet Walla, would you just kind of release us in prayer, please? He's gone. <laughs> Held a shank. Elder Shank, would you release us in prayer? Yes, Georges, we thank you for this time that we've been allowed to share what's on our hearts and minds about your church and your ministry and the things that are to be able to maintain a uh, positive uh, image in a church and out of the church that this is all things would be blessed by you. Lord, we just thank you. We praise you. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for your great input. Appreciate you all. Love you guys. Enjoy your evening, the remaining of it. Thanks. Good God night. Bless you. God bless. God bless. Good night. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.